0: Great. The Packers are just like the Vikings. Lost to the Lions, not playing next week. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packers, and podcast where you don't have to be Packers Sam, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Remember when the Lions beating the Packers was the most surprising thing this week? I remember 12 hours ago. Grossi. And today, we're going to be breaking down the Green Bay Packers losing to the Detroit Lions 37 to 30. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new Patreon members. First, we have Brent Aug or Augie, a big shout out and thank you to you. We got Ratatat and Matt up in their membership and G Factor 51. A big shout out and thank you to you all. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Green Bay Packers have fallen victim to the Detroit Lions. And oh boy, did I hear it in the chat throughout the entire stream. How does it feel to lose to the Lions, bro? You lost to a two win team, Tom. Packers are frauds. I heard it all, all in all, over and over again, and I must be thinking, wow, the Green Bay Packers heading into the playoffs, losing against this kind of team, we're screwed. Or not, because this was an absolutely meaningless game in which our second and third stringers played the entire second half, and people are quick to go, oh, well, hold on, Tom, you were losing with your starter's. In the beginning with Aaron Rodgers for the first half, yeah, we were also losing against the Lions on Monday Night Football to begin the year. And guess what? We kicked their ass in the second half, so I'm not sweating too much here. But let's talk about a couple of things. First, let's talk about some history being made. Devontae Adams set the single-season franchise record for yardage as a receiver, beating out Jordy Nelson, who had 1,519 yards back in 2014. Adams finishing the year with 1,553 yards, and this is big, too, because Devontae Adams also missed a game, so he was basically doing it in the same time span. On top of that, Aaron Rodgers threw for over 4,000 yards this season, got it today. He also missed a game. This is his 10th career 4,000-yard season. He's the sixth QB in NFL history to reach double digits, so a big shout-out to the both of them. That puts Aaron Rodgers at 4,115 yards on the season, 37 touchdowns and four interceptions. This amazing graphic popped up during the game, talking about the all-time TD interception ratio in a single season, and you had to have a minimum of 500 attempts. And look, it's all Aaron Rodgers putting up not only great touchdowns, but also protecting the football. So let's take a look how the Packers did. Aaron Rodgers, 14 for 18, 138 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, was sacked three times. The big story of the day was not only these records being broken, but Josh Myers and David Bakhtiari actually playing freaking fracking football. David Bakhtiari, wound up going to the sidelines, not because of an injury or anything, but just because he was tired, a little bit gassed, and so he didn't return back into the game. Also, plus, you don't want to risk any potential injury there. So that was the first half. It was all Aaron Rodgers. Then you had Jordan Love come in for the second half, went 10 for 17, 134 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. One of those picks, not his fault, was off the hands of one of the receivers. The second one, it sailed on him. And, folks, I don't I don't really know how to say this anymore. If you came into this game, it's just it's just like the Chiefs game, honestly. If you came into this game hating Jordan Love, thinking he's a bust, and the worst QB ever, you left this game with the exact same opinions. If you walked in saying, hey, Jordan Love could be the guy, really raw, needs experience, you left with the same exact opinions. Here's the entire antithesis of this entire Jordan Love thing not a single damn person on the planet knows what Jordan Love is going to turn into. They don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. They don't know if he's going to be a first round bust. They don't know if he's just going to be an average mid QB. Nobody knows. You've seen him play in one and a half NFL regular season games. And we are just so quick. Oh, the Jordan Love experiment is over. Oh my God. Worst draft pick ever. And Just no one knows. I'm not going to sit here and defend the guy and be like, he's going to be amazing. He's going to be the next Hall of Famer and All-Pro because I don't know. And at the same time, the other side of the coin, nobody knows if he's going to be bad. What we've seen, there's flashes, and then there's also a lot of learning and growth that needs to occur here. Makes sense considering he's had one regular non-pandemic crazy off season, which he actually got to participate in the preseason, but not even a full preseason because he got hurt. And again, he's played in a game and a half of the NFL. So, yeah, folks. Like, just calm down. A.J. Dillon, 14 for 63. Patrick Taylor, loved me some Patrick Taylor in the second half. 11 for 53 and a touchdown. Alan Lizard-Lazard was tearing it up in the first half. 5 for 75, two touchdowns. Josiah DeGuara, 3 for 66, one touchdown. One of those touchdowns was a 62-yarder. That was the second TD of his career. The first one coming against the Vikings earlier this year. Devontae Adams, 6 for 55. And this was basically like, hey, send the guys out complete the first half, and then pull all of our starters because we don't want to risk any injuries, which is exactly the right thing to do because at the end of the day, the scoreboard means absolutely nothing as long as everybody is exiting that game healthy because we already locked up the number one seed. That wasn't going to change today. Now, the defense itself. Yeah, not too great. While the offensive line did allow uh, a couple sacks, you know, Dave Bakhtiari looking good for when he did play. It was good to see Josh Myers there. The defense pass rush wasn't really there. You had some pressure, but Jared Goff only getting sacked one time. You had no Campbell, which was going to be a big loss of course. You had no Aaron Jones on the offense, so you didn't have that tandem there. But yeah, the defense, Matt LaFleur is pissed because there were a few trick plays there that the Lions ran, and they resulted in points, and he tore apart that defense. I'm talking about their lack of discipline, and they just need to play better. So, Not really any happiness coming from Matt LaFleur. Also on the injury side, you did have MBS exit the game with back issues. You also had Sullivan with a knee issue. And taking a look at the Lions on offense, Goff, 21 for 30, 238 yards, two touchdowns. You had Tom Kennedy throw a touchdown as well. Their wide receiver for 75 yards, one touchdown. Jamal Williams, Jay swag Daddy, always great to see him. 13 for 43, Swift 7 for 30 with one touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown has been an absolute stud for the Lions. Ever since that game-winning catch against the Minnesota Vikings, eight for 109 and one touchdown. Amon St. Brown, of course, brother of Equinemia St. Brown, Packers wide receiver. Amon Ra has set the franchise yards record for a rookie. On top of that, consecutive eight-plus catch games. He surpassed Megatron with that today. So a big shout-out to him because he's just doing fantastic work. The other big contributor was Khalif Raymond, who went four for 101 and a touchdown. And so, coming out of this game, were there any concerns? I gotta be honest, not so much. You look at the defense, again, you didn't have their starters in for the second half, but you look at the defense, there's definitely some concern there. The run game, you know, in the past few weeks, that's always a concern, even though they did well against Dalvin Cook and they did pretty well today. That is going to be a concern when they start playing against really good backs. You think of Nick Chubb, for example, you know, who we played a few weeks ago and that was an issue. On top of that... Yeah, there's certain situations in which the passing D is just not there. Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, he. I can't even count how many times he went in motion and just went across the field, and it just confused the crap out of our entire defense. They got fooled a lot on trick plays, so that was absolutely uh, concerning and infuriating, but... We have a week to fix it. On top of that, the bye week, I think, is going to do really well for this team. So Darius Smith could potentially come back. Jair Alexander, who was not active today, he could come back, which would be a huge boost to that secondary. So for the Packers, yes, it's frustrating to lose a football game, but it's an inconsequential game. At the end of the day, it really didn't matter. The Lions, with their win and the Jaguars' win, stay at the number two overall pick for the draft. Packers, they look ahead, but they're going to have a bye week next week, get some well-deserved rest, and uh, we'll see which team they wind up playing coming out of the NFC. But the Packers facing the Manning cast curse and the Brandon Perna curse uh, fell victim to the Lions. But Matt LaFleur has won 13 games in his last three seasons, and uh, we'll see how we come out swinging in the playoffs because you know Matt LaFleur wanted to be aggressive going into this game. He was disappointed with the defense, how they performed, and you just got to hope they're going to be in tip-top shape when it comes to the divisional round. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about this loss? How do you feel about Jordan Love, et cetera? Let me know. You can also find me at TomGrossyCounty.com or TomGrossyCounty, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, Play, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyCounty and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi, And as always, Go Pat, Go!